Hello, welcome once again to Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Gainesville, Georgia's limited edition Lenten podcast. This podcast is based off of our current sermon series titled Encounter Jesus, where we are walking through the different parts of the liturgy and talking about why we do what we do in worship, what its importance is, and what it means to our daily lives. Today, we'll be talking about the creed. Each podcast is meant to be devotional, and so we'll begin with an invocation followed by an opening prayer. We'll share a brief reading from Scripture, some thoughts for devotion, and then a couple questions for application in the end. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gracious Father, you are faithful to the faith that you have written in our hearts. So then, Lord, strengthen our faith that we might confess back to you the truth as you've revealed it to us. There is so much that divides us in our world, Lord, so much that would tempt us and tear us away. Let us rejoice that we confess together the truth as you've given it, that you are God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, that you are the one who has created us, and we are your children, that your Son Jesus is our Savior and Redeemer, and that your Spirit sanctifies us and keeps us in this true faith. May we stand together on this ground until the day that you return. Amen. A reading from Hebrews chapter 5, beginning of verse 19. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us, through the curtain that is through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, Let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more, as you see the day drawing near. We've been talking about a worship service as if God is welcoming us into his house, and indeed that's what's going on in worship. Last time we talked about the readings, how upon entering the house, it's typical for somebody to give you a tour, especially if you've never been there before. And so through the readings, God gives us a tour over the given topic for the day. So the Psalms is like entering into one room, and we see what the Psalms say about a certain subject. Then we find ourselves hearing the Old Testament speak, and then the epistles. And when the gospel reading comes up, we all stand. And as we hear the words from Christ being spoken, we know that Christ is present with us in the service. And so we respond to what Christ says to us by speaking directly back to him, Glory to you, O Lord. Now as we confess the creed, it's like we're gathering together in a great hall with all other believers. And that's actually a metaphor that C.S. Lewis uses in his book, titled Mere Christianity, as we confess the basics of the Christian faith, like the Apostles' Creed. We stand together with all believers on earth and all the believers who have gone before. We recognize that we have this great truth in common, or these great truths in common, as we stand here in this great hall. Now, of course, off of this hall are different rooms where the different particular creeds and confessions of the faith take place. There might 
be several rooms. There's a Presbyterian room, there's a Catholic room, a Methodist room, and somehow, by the grace of God, there's a Lutheran room. But here in the Great Hall, we all stand together over the truth that God has revealed, that he is Father and we are his children. His Son, Jesus Christ, is Lord, who went to the cross in obedience, who rose again and ascended to the right hand of the Father, and we are his servants. We confess belief in the Holy Spirit who will preserve and sanctify and keep us strong, not just us individually, but the whole church on earth and the one true faith. And we believe that in the end, Christ will return and there will be the resurrection of the dead. Where else do we find such mutual faith? Where else in our world or in our weeks do we have so much in common? It's a tragedy in our world that real, important human relationships fall apart over things that in the end really don't matter. I know it sounds comical and kind of insane to even bring it up, but there are people who do not speak to one another who are related to each other by blood because one person likes one set of comics, say DC, and the other one likes Marvel. And that might sound very odd to your ears. Maybe you're frowning, furrowing your, your brow at this, but it's true. It happens. We fight over the smallest things. We find division over the smallest things. Our culture, our society has trained us to make lightning fast judgments, to be bold over the internet with our words, as long as we have a machine to mediate what we say. But here there is no machine between us, but rather... There's something that unites us. We confess in the creed that we know how the whole universe began, that we believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, who was born of the Virgin Mary, who was suffered, crucified, died, and was buried, and rose again. We believe that we have true salvation in him, and we confess that faith. And we believe in the Holy Spirit, who guards and protects his church. We believe that the Christian church on earth will not be overcome until the day that Christ returns. We confess the whole story of the entire world. And we say together, we believe this. Nowhere else do we have such union. We oftentimes stand on shallow ground, but here we stand in the deepest ground possible. Faith and God who has revealed himself to us by his word. So when you confess your faith and the words of the creed, I want you to know that your confessing of your faith shapes the community around you. In Hebrews, we're encouraged to not neglect meeting together, but instead to encourage one another. And maybe you confess your faith in big ways. Maybe maybe. You find yourself publicly evangelizing to large groups of people or, leaving, or leading Bible studies that edify many. Or maybe you just simply read the words printed on black and white in a bulletin week after week. But your brothers and sisters need to hear your voice as you confess the creed. Because as you speak it, there's encouragement. As I hear you confess your faith, it encourages me. And as I also speak the words 
of the Apostles' Creed saying that, yes, we have this in common. Yes, we together have been delivered by the one true God. I find encouragement as well. And there's also this. Maybe your faith is weak. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're saying that I have difficulty saying the creed because, you know, I, I just have a lot of questions. Well, consider what Hebrews chapter, 20, chapter 10, verses 22 and 23 say. It says, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Our hearts being sprinkled clean and our bodies washed with pure water is, is a reference to baptism. In baptism, God does the work. It is God who establishes the faith. Verse 23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Who is faithful? God is. Who has established that faith and given us the assurance that we can draw near? God. It's not about muscling up and, and confessing boldly because we find the strength in ourselves to do it. But even in faith as small as a mustard seed, God pours all of his promises through. And so it is for us. God is faithful. And he will continue to encourage and strengthen us in our faith. Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. And so he will continue to stand by what he has written in our hearts. And one last thing. As you confess your faith in Jesus, know that Jesus is confessing you. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 11 says that Jesus is not ashamed to call us brothers the one who was crucified on the cross, the one who saw the weakness of his disciples' faith for his, with his very own eyes, still died, still cleansed them with his blood. And we, though our faith is often feeble, Jesus does the same for us. And he's not ashamed of you. And so what a friend we have in Jesus, all of our thin and weak faiths to bear. Jesus is the one who is faithful. And Jesus is our brother. A couple questions as we wrap up. First of all, how do we deal with our faith when we find that we're wrestling with doubts and, and questions? And secondly, how can you be an encouragement to other people by confessing your faith in God? We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Good Shepherd Lutheran Church gathers for worship at 8.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings and 11 a.m. on Sundays. We also are meeting on Wednesday evenings during the season of Lent. We begin with a dinner that is served from 5.45 to 6.30 p.m. and a worship service follows. We're located at 600 South Anona Drive in Gainesville, Georgia. God's blessings.